1: Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us here. This is the one we've been talking about for about a week and a half, Tim. Everybody's excited. My friends are asking me. The listeners are asking me, when are you getting Brady on? When are you getting Brady on? We teased it a couple weeks ago, I think. Well, we finally got him. Brady Kachuk is here. Everybody, I'm excited. Tim's excited. Brady, not too excited. But he's oh, very here. Very
0: excited. Very excited. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for joining. Do you remember you were on two years ago? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was uh, COVID. I remember it, uh, it was during the COVID year, I believe.
1: A lot's changed in two years, Brady. I'll tell you that. You were, yeah, on the North Division, the Canadian Division during COVID. You were the upstart Ottawa Senators. Since then, you've exploded. You've become a superstar in the NHL. Back when we talked to you, you didn't even have your own house for Pete sake. You were living in Mark Stone's basement with Stutzel and Norris. You were, you were just a little infant now you're the captain of an nhl team you just got married a month ago you signed a big fat contract you have a massive bookshelf behind you with hundreds of books and awards and lots of paraphernalia that is intimidating i'm not gonna lie
0: (laughs) it's not mine it's my dad's office so okay so yeah
1: i'll let you i'll I'll... let you have that one but how is life how is brady kachuk doing
0: yeah, it's been uh, it's been an eventful summer. It's, uh, of course, getting married took uh, you know a lot of the planning of the summer and the stress anxiety. But um, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was probably the best part of the summer. But um, yeah, it was a little bit of a longer summer than I you know, hoped and wanted. And hopefully down the road, it uh, won't be as long of summers anymore. She's St. Louis girl or did you meet her in Ottawa? I met her actually at school at BU and she's from New Jersey. So it's kind of a. Uh, a weird connection that we made at school,
1: and it's been uh, together ever since. How many years were you at BU again, too? Just one year. Just one, and you met her in that one year? Yep, yep, the second half of the
0: school year, too. So uh, I guess you got the best of both of them. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I met her, at, uh, yeah, met her at BU and been uh, together ever since.
1: I met my wife in college, too, and, and you get that satisfaction of knowing that she's not, like, a gold digger kind of. Cause it's like, she met you before you had anything and she's not, I don't want to call them like puck bunnies or anything, but she was probably a good girl. Right. And, and you, yeah. you locked her up. Congratulations. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. You mentioned how you're looking forward to better things. You mentioned that, you know, it didn't go well during the COVID shortened season. I don't know if we should jump right into it, Tim, but since Brady just segued perfectly into it, you guys made a lot of changes this off season. Major ones. You signed Vladimir Tarasenko. You gassed DeBrinket, who was supposed to come in and be, you know, a fifty goal scorer. I don't want to go down that road just yet. What are you looking forward to this season? What 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 are your sights? Are you are you are you Stanley Cup contenders? Are you shooting for the playoffs? Are you trying to improve on last year's eighty six points where you were scratching the wild card? What's uh, what's the Ottawa Senators' goal for this year?
0: Yeah, probably what I'm most excited about is just to get back with the guys again and just get going. And, and, you know, last year kind of being in, being in that kind of race to the end and kind of fighting our way back in February, March, and just kind of clawing our way. Like you said, it just, it created such a motivation for not only myself, but you now just talking to some of my teammates throughout the summer is just how bad guys want to take that next step as individuals and as, uh, as a team. And I know everybody's just been itching just to get back, get going, and get in the swing of things and um yeah, no it's it's I never like putting an expectation on our team and it, it's all I care about, and I think everybody cares about is just the belief we have for each other and, and with each other and what we can do and what we think we can do, but we're not gonna be thrown out expectations kind of outside our locker room out can and we're just going to focus on day in and day out whatever it takes to get to that next level.
1: Well, I say that just because wasn't it 2 years ago Dorian was like we're done rebuilding. This is it. We're competing now. What did you say that like 2 years ago? Yeah,
0: I think I saw that. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I, I <laughs> definitely I definitely love the uh kind of how the mindset is that I know our, our our whole organization is on the same page of what we want to do and what we want to accomplish and um, that's all you can ask for is everybody pushing in the right direction.
1: What was it like? Cause I played on some teams that have some tough times. The Sabres, we were the last place in the NHL. I played on the Arizona Coyotes. Not great. You have been on some bad teams a few years ago when you started, you know, rebuilding. What was it like playing in meaningful games down the stretch where it's like, Hey fellas, if we get on a run here, we can make the playoffs and then we don't know what's going to happen. How did that feel compared to years past where it's just like I just want this season to end let's just get these 82 games in so we can fast forward to next year
0: yeah it's just the taste of it just I remember it was a sold out uh rank um at home we were playing Columbus and we're up in the third period and the whole crowd just started chanting we want playoffs and everybody was saying it got super loud I remember I was like just lining up for a face-off and like I got the chills and like I want this even more than I already, like already want it. Like it was, it kind of controlled me from, I think it was like March 5th or 6th, whatever the date was It controlled kind of, that's it, all I wanted to do. And that's, that's how everybody really felt kind of to finish off the season. Like we want to not only just do it for us, but for the people, the fans that have been there through the rebuild right from the start to saw the lowest of lows and now getting excited to you know, accomplish what we want to, it, it was honestly unbelievable. And you know, and, uh, yeah, like you said, this definitely the first year that we were probably disappointed that we are so close. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, we took steps to be in that position and and we'd have a great start, but we just fought our way back. And I think that says a lot about the character we have in our room and, and those lessons we learned along the way of, all right, when when we're in that crunch time, that playoff race, it's just one game at a time, and I think we learned that as the you know February March went on, is that we're just taking it one game at a time, and I think that's going to be huge for us uh, moving forward.
1: You obviously are one of the younger captains in the NHL. You took over from Mark Stone. How how old were you when you were named captain? What was it, twenty one,
0: twenty two? Um, I actually don't even remember. Well, it'd be two years ago. Yeah, I think it was twenty two.
1: So you were, you're a baby. Mm -hmm. You've, you've, you've developed now. You're slowly becoming a leader. Last year, you obviously took leaps and bounds. How big was it to get the addition of Claude Giroux who has been there, done that the guys, a a future hall of famer. Did you lean on him a little bit or did you just kind of go your own path? Did he help you in any way? Did he pull you aside?
0: Leaned on him heavily. He's, he's a guy that, like I felt like we've been playing together for the last ten years, like he's one of my best friends instantly. I could you know talk to him about anything and and you know i I know relied on him so much and and yeah, he means a lot to me and just even we've we've only played t- together for a year he re- he really is you know important to me and and his opinion and his thought process and um and yeah he I think not only did he help me a lot, but he helped our whole team and um and uh, I know he, he's an important person to, to everybody in that locker room.
1: How important, Brady? I want to know because you guys got a young team, one of the youngest in the show, especially your top guys, you, Tim, Batherson, Shabbat Shalom. Was he the guy when things got rough, when you're like, okay, he, he took the reins or did he let you be the captain in that room? Who was the voice when you guys needed yeah. guy to get going to
0: yeah well, I think what's good about we have a lot of voices, and you know each year we get more and more voices from you know as young guys you know kind of get out of the young guy phase as we're you know taking steps and and leadership and and just kind of control the room it's uh yeah i I've, I've we're lucky that we have a lot of guys that step up and not only you know some guys that are you know quiet they lead by example on the ice the way they play and and the way they practice especially and and uh so we're lucky we have a lot of leaders. You know, through tough times, I think we just kind of all just lean on each other and just whatever needs to be said, uh, no, either G says it, me, Shabby, uh, different guys like that will say it. But um, it's nice that we're all kind of collectively, same thought process, same mindset, all we want to do is win, and and, uh, and I know we'll get there uh, you know, sooner rather than later.
1: Is it a little, I don't want to say demoralizing, or it challenges your manhood knowing that your coach is probably the toughest guy in the room and he could destroy all of you. Does, does that, does that play a factor into the voices in the room? And he's just such a manly man and DJ Smith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, no, he definitely commands the room whenever he walks in and you can definitely hear him coming when he, uh, uh, down the hall with his voice. But, uh, no, he's been, he's been great. You know, for me personally, he's, uh, wouldn't be the player I am was for him and and uh, a lot of guys in that locker room can say the same thing and and uh he's a great coach and um yeah where I know now uh, talking to him throughout the summer and and I know he just talking to a lot of guys everybody's just
1: ready to get going again what do you what do you I I don't like rumors what do you make of the rumors of you guys getting Patrick Wah? earlier this summer I was like, go oh, Patty Wah is gonna come as <laughs> coach again not that he was ever a good NHL coach the guy would pull his goalie with ten minutes left, and I scored an empty net versus um I don't know why you would do it what what do you make of that because you're the captain you know you have to answer these questions in the press. was it just all rumors you knew d j Smith was the guy?
0: yeah, well, I think there's a lot you know media driven question marks with you know the ownership team and and different things like that so um I think there is a phase April may June where it's just a lot of chaos and so I just kind of Stayed away from, you know, believe in different things. Just uh, a lot of those things you can't control and and you don't know what's going on. So um, I think at that point in the summer, just focus on yourself and trying to get back and, you know, working out again, getting the body all healed up from, you know, nagging injuries throughout the year. So I think at that time, we... can't really control all the rumors, but uh, um, and with all the ownership stuff, so we just kind of went along with everybody's business, expecting you know DJ to come back and and everything like that. So and he's been a great coach for us. So um, I think it was, of course, easiest decision they could have made.
1: You're too busy chugging beers with Brooks Kepka to worry about that stuff. How I have a couple of questions. is a multi layered question. How do you get to know Brooks Kepka first of all? And what? how many beers were in the, was it the Claret Jug? Is that what they call it? Was that the Masters Tournament Jug? No, Jugger? it was, that, was that? the Wanamaker. Is that the US Open?
0: I think I believe so. Yeah. Honestly, I was I saw he was at the game, um, because we were in the the Panthers club, my sister and I, and, and he stopped in and uh as somebody said he had the trophy in his box. So somehow I was just like I right, just we'll, we'll go see hi. Maybe have you know, my sister and I take a picture of the trophy and then walked in and and all of a sudden he just hands me the trophy he's like what do you want in it and i'm like um i i don't know i guess a beer and 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 then i he was like all right drink out of it and i was like all right so uh i didn't expect it to come out on twitter of course but uh i thought it was definitely gonna be pretty funny to uh uh you know take a drink out of that and take a picture and send it to everybody in my family like like what is going on right now we're at the game, but you're drinking the water. So they thought it was pretty funny when, when they saw that.
1: That's my next question, because two years ago you were in Calgary, you, everybody saw you in the stands with your family down in beers. You're in Florida, the press box down in beers right after the season. Does your GM ever call you like Pierre? He's like, Hey Brady, like pump the jets here. We don't want to have you on the jumbotron chugging beer. Has there ever been a conversation like that with you in a, in a higher up?
0: Yeah. I think calgary <laughs> uh, i I think I got a call during the Calgary one, but uh yeah, you know what it's just it's kind of whatever it's say it's we live and i'm just it's kind of just was me. I was just there in Calgary supporting Matthew, and uh, of course we didn't we were just kind of right in the middle of the action, so it wasn't able to hide, but um being in Florida, I definitely wanted to be more low key without no fan or action or um tried staying off social media didn't want to be kind of out there on different things but um yeah I guess that one snuck out (laughs) there on me and uh what can you do Win some you lose some but uh yeah that one I didn't expect to come out I thought it was just to be a funny now video to send amongst my buddies and friends but at least I got that out of the way I sent it before it came out on Twitter
1: that's funny yeah because i when i was playing i told tim before we came on i after a game in san jose i went out and got one of those big DOS boots and i was drinking it and i posted an instagram picture the next day in the gm's office but i don't have the do you know the power that you have like is that aware to you when like the gm calls you and you could easily be like buddy i'll get you fired like just know (laughs) your role and shut your mouth as the rock would say whereas when the gm calls me i'm like never happen again i'll delete my instagram you know yeah. what? I'll murder. I'll murder my family. Like, <laughs> d- does that ever cross your mind? It's like holy cow. Like I, I, I could do some damage here. I'm Brady Kachuk. I'm 22 years old. 23 years old. I'm a captain. I got the world by the cojones. Do you? Does that ever cross no, your mind?
0: No, I, I never think like that. I don't think that's that's me as a person. It's uh, you know, I only try to. I only just be there for kind of but just be the person i am to and that's uh no i care about the person next to me. i never want to i don't think that is me to think that you know above anybody else or have all this power I just try to stay level headed and just i have been lucky with the opportunity i've i've gotten and um i wouldn't have been in this position if it wasn't for my family and friends who have helped me
1: every step of the way to get to where i am that's what makes us different Like Tim, Tim is my co-host and I don't like when he talks. Right, Tim? (laughs) That's right. You just tell me when you're ready. So um, let's, let's get back to hockey. You mentioned, you know, you're very humble. You don't want to be over people. And I think that comes across on the ice and definitely comes across when you fight. You don't see many captains fighting these days. You don't see the captains mixing it up. They try to stay on the periphery. They only fight when it's absolutely necessary. And it's big, big news. You had your career high in fights this year with eight. First of all, I want to know why, why did you get eight fights this year? Was it just completely random? Were guys asking you more? Were you more aggressive? I think you play the same way across the board throughout your career. What happened this year? You got an eight ups.
0: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know that was a career high and I didn't even know I had eight this year. So I kind of shocked me a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't say I mean I enjoy it but like I, I'm not looking for it it's uh, if it happens it happens if something happens with the teammate no I'm always going to stick up for them Um but yeah I didn't realize that was a career high this year so um yeah I mean I guess just because I played 82 games I had more opportunities so um yeah I don't know I guess I enjoy it but uh no every year I think I learn to pick spots better and I think that's just with kind of maturing and realizing that certain set, situations where I should and shouldn't be, but it's if something happens. And of course there'll always be sticking up for a teammate.
1: One of the bigger ones, captain versus captain, very rare. I think of Jonathan Taves gets laugh. I think of Taves. Who else If I jumble? Joe Thornton mm-hmm. early in the season, December 2nd, you fought Jacob Truba. One of the hardest hitters in the NHL. You dropped the mitts with him at center ice at MSG the premier spot for fighting. It's MSG Foreman, Ali, huge fights have went down there. Was there a back story to that? What, what prompted that fight? And what was it like fighting Madison square garden center center ice?
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I felt like McGregor. I felt like uh, (laughs) it was a pretty unbelievable feel. I'm not going to lie to you. You Now center stage of MSG. That was something I'll never forget. I don't know. It's just uh yeah, I was at the end of my shift and I was actually skating to get off the ice and uh now he asked me, he's like, Hey, can you give me one? I was like, All right, I, I was standing right over the dime like, all right, well if we're doing an immediate center ice, and like I right. I was actually thinking to something like, all right, this is this is pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool before. And uh um yeah, I I mean there was no really kind of backstory behind it. It was just I think he wanted to get his team going. I think we had momentum and um it was towards the end of the period, so um yeah, no, I thought we were playing well and then all of a sudden that happened. So thought uh, you know center ice I think we we're down one nothing two so um just to kind of get the boys going going into the third period and um yeah, that was definitely a a, a memorable moment for me individually as, as being you know centerized at MSG. I
1: got two and then I know Tim wants to jump in. You got Zach McEwen this year. You you kind of did the heavy lifting last year. I know you have Norris. He was injured. There wasn't a lot of beef on your team. Is it nice knowing that you can just ease up? You don't have to be the big physical presence this year that you have, like, a moose coming on the team and Zach McEwen, knowing that the East is getting big. You got Ryan Reeves coming to Toronto. You got Luch going to Boston. Those teams are beefing up. You play them a million times. Were you relieved when you saw that you got Zach McEwen signed this offseason? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's uh I've heard nothing but unbelievable things about Mac. And uh I'm excited to meet him uh the next couple of weeks and, and get to know him. I think that uh he's one of those guys that you know just gonna gravitate towards and be buddies with. And um, yeah, I mean, to have a guy like that who's who's willing and and uh and from the guys I've talked to, you know, and Phil and Van, just an unbelievable guy, just a, just a good person and uh, a good teammate, and that's you know what I'm really excited to uh, for him to be a part of this team, and I feel like he's going to gel in nicely with with everybody, and and yeah, he he's not afraid of everybody, which uh, or of, of anybody, so it's that's always respect to those guys who know our willing and and uh, to stick up for the
1: team and or uh, to get the guys going. No, he's a legit heavy, like he's top. Ten, maybe Tim. You think Mm -hmm. top ten, maybe seven. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he doesn't back down. One more thing: Do you now that you're in the East? One, or your brothers in the East? One full year. Do you guys talk to each other? And you're like, gosh, I hate uh, this guy. He's a prick. You play him in two days, and you stick him in the ribs and give him a shot. Or this guy, this defenseman, he's weak. You know, outside, inside, beat him in the triangle. Or this guy is a terrible fighter. Or this guy said, do you do that? and then you know settle each other's scores a little bit um that's a yeah, yes
0: to yeah yeah no that's that's a tricky one cuz obviously we're we're not on the same team but no matter what i got his back and he's got my back but i wouldn't say we have like a ever like oh let's you got to get this guy but um but i always try to like i don't know protect him if something happens and somebody goes after him I'm like Who's who does this guy I think he is? Like he's <laughs> he's gonna know next time we play if, if if he's gonna do that. So um but yeah, I wouldn't say like we're like, all right, you need to get this guy, this guy, this guy. It's just it's kind of what we're watching like little things that we might not even talk about after the game, but you know, I would see or you would see him be like that that ain't happening on, on my watch or something like that, and we wouldn't probably even know
1: about it. Who's got the busiest stick in the league? Who just like a little you know, did the little slash in your wrist – Hitting your laces. I don't really
0: it doesn't happen like too no? much anymore. Not or not that I feel. Like I don't feel like anybody's done no, that to me around like even cross checks, like I mean now that's the their rules are getting pretty strict on cross checks. So you don't get those kind of vicious cross checks anymore. But um yeah, I don't even know who who mm-hmm. cross checks. Thank God for the shoulder pads. It's I don't I don't really feel when that happens. So uh um, yeah I don't, what's I don't the know. move
1: then what's the move when you want to get somebody because it used to be the wrist it used to be the top of the skates the, the cross check in the back above the pants the ribs what do you do now if you want to hurt somebody or get you know just you know let someone know you're there
0: yeah well for me it's always just uh a, a slash behind the legs of you know skating up the ice or when the opportunity comes just really put my body into a hit and really try to I wouldn't say hit to hurt but because you yeah, never you want can... to hurt anybody but hit with an intention to make them feel it is more kind of my my way of getting to it
1: someone came on our show and said you like to gouge their eyes out i don't know oh. that
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> moving on
1: <laughs> that honestly just came to the top of my head <laughs>
2: <I apologize>. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: oh that's funny all right tim you go
2: yeah. That's well, one cool. guy that took a major leap forward last year was Timmy Stutzla, who basically doubled his goals, doubled his points. What did you see from him this year? Was he, was he doing anything different? Was it a little bit of puck luck or did he take a major stride forward?
0: No, definitely not puck luck. With him, it's every day and every, no, like you said, each year he's gotten so much better. And even like it was the day to day, just how much better he got and how much more confidence and uh he's an unbelievable player. I'm very lucky to be able to play with him and uh uh now I'm excited to see where he can go and and kind of take us. He's uh, obviously a huge part of our team. And and what I like kind of most about it is just he's you know stepping up into you know, leadership role day, you know, every single day. Is, he's working on the ice, kind of leading by example, but also being a leader off the ice and and uh, uh you know, being there for guys and and He's, he's fiery too, so he'll stick up for anybody too in and, and, uh, little scrums and, and uh, battles as well.
2: I mean, there were so many guys that had so many points in the league last year and people, I think, don't realize he had 90 points last year. <laughs> it's a lot.
0: Yeah, and I think he missed a couple of games too, so it's uh, even more impressive.
2: The other one I want to ask about is uh, the Jacob Chicken, who obviously was you know the trade sweepstakes. he seemed like they were going on for two or three years at that point. Then he gets traded to Ottawa. How did you find out about the trade? Did you know that you guys were in the hunt for that? And what has he brought to your team since he's, since he's joined?
0: Yeah, I think, well, just seeing the rumors, you know, deadline of, uh, I think it would be like puck empire. Be like, these teams are linked to, uh, you know, this player. So I remember I saw that. And then actually we were going out for uh, Derek Broussard's thousandth game dinner. We were just going out to the restaurant before kind of everybody got there and, and, uh, yeah, found out via text that we got him, and I was like, "Whoa!" Didn't even kind of realize how far along the process was, and and then, uh, yeah, then then we had dinner, and and I guess he had a crazy flight schedule from Arizona, got in at like six a.m. and and into New York. We didn't see him until the bus to the game because uh, he was sleeping all day. So um, it was pretty quick on how it happened and how, on how he didn't want to take the night off either. It's like, I got in late, terrible sleep, but I want to you know, start this chapter with you guys. And, and, uh, yeah, it was that big game when it was Patrick Kane's first game as a Ranger too. So it was just, the atmosphere was crazy. And it was just, uh, it was awesome. And and you could see the impact he had even from game one at, at uh, now I've known him from the past too, with you no know, youth hockey. And, uh, different stuff like that. So I had a you know, connection with him and, and uh, now we're super lucky to have him and he's, uh, he's made our team so much better.
1: Speaking of Kane, we had him on the show a few years back and he said before they started winning cups, they didn't know how hard you had to work and they realized it was real that they're contenders when they traded for Marion Hosa. When you guys got Chitrin, did you guys stop and say, you know what, this is real now. We're expected to win. This guy arguably was the best defenseman on the market. We got him now. The expectations were down here. Now we got this moose and they're up here. Did it just put a little more pressure on you guys? Did it give you a little vote of confidence from your GM saying, hey, man, we're spending some money now on this kid?
0: Yeah, it definitely, it skyrocketed for sure. It's, uh, I remember it was, uh, I think it was me, Batherson. uh g and shabby were all kind of together when it broke that we were getting them and just immediately went to twitter to check and like just we were talking about like oh holy like i know for drake and and shabby and i this is our first time that we actually brought in somebody versus everybody yeah. being traded out at the deadline so we're like hey this is a weird experience and be like all right now Let's get the job done. And of course we didn't. And and which you know stinks disappointing, but I think it's created such a fire amongst us all that now, now, of course, spending to the cap now and, and doing, you know, kind of what winning teams do and, and being put in that position, it's just so exciting for us just to get going again and and to show everybody that we're confident in ourselves to take that next step and and you know, of course behind the scenes we have so much belief with one another and and uh i feel like the the trend i've been saying um on the show so far is just we're all excited to get back and get going like this is kind of the the dead weeks of of the summer where you know wrapping up training wrapping up things at home and and kind of going back to our cities. so uh just want to get training camp started, get going and, and get the season going
1: What's the word on Josh Norris? He, he, is he good to go?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly when fully cleared, but uh, having him back, it's going to be huge for our team and huge for our locker room as well and and uh, just such a good guy. And, I, of course, my history with him is one of my best friends and I've known him for years now. It's just uh, what he does for our team and what he creates with the speed, shot, skill, it's really going to help us and really going to push us to that next level. And uh, I'm just excited to get him back and get him back in the locker room, you know, day to day. I think that's a big part we missed throughout the season was just having him day to day and um, having his antics, but also having his leadership as well. It's just, uh, we missed him for sure. Last year we're really lucky and excited for him to get back and and, uh, get going for this, for this year.
1: Yeah, the kid played eight games last year. So to have him at full strength for a full 82-game schedule, you bring in Jonas Corposalo, a rock-solid goalie. The guy's a 1A starter. You ditched brinket who everybody hated on the team. I talked to everybody outside of you. They didn't like him. He didn't fit. You bring in Vladimir Tarasenko, who's a moose, an absolute moose. I'm excited for this team. Have you met Tarasenko? Have you talked to him? What are your thoughts on that pickup?
0: Yeah, I've uh, – no, I – have I've known Vladdy from being in St. Louis and skate with the blues guys and him being here. So I That's know so uh, no, everybody I
1: bring up, Brady's like, Hey, my best friend, my best yeah. friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm excited to get to know him more, um, for sure. But no, he was always good to me when I was skate with the blues. You know, I'm excited to to meet Kubaleek as well. I've never met him. Uh, I don't think I've met Mac. Uh, corpus solo and, and uh, you know, the rest of the new guys, I don't think I met them, but just like super, super excited to get to know those guys and uh, you no, know, and just welcome them to the team. It's uh, I think they'll see how you know tight we are and, and for nothing but great things for all those guys. And uh, I'm just excited to welcome them onto the team and, and kind of get going.
1: So I always hesitate to ask these questions because it's a dick thing to ask, but I'm like, okay, you're a reporter now kind of, you yeah, got to ask these yeah. questions. You brought in Tarasenko, Giroux, Chitron, Dabrinkit, Korpisala, Talbot, Murray. You re-signed all you young guys, the ELCs. When is it time to, like, really – this is our year. You've improved every single year. You went from, like, uh, lounging near the bottom to, like, middle of the pack. You were in the race last year with 86 points. You were very close to the last wild-card spot. They had 92. When do you start feeling the pressure? You're the captain. You're the guy. Do you feel it from the press when you show up next week? Are they like Brady? Let's go. Does it sink in? When do the fans start going, we want a winner here.
0: Yeah. I think everybody has, you know, the right to ask that and feel that. And you know what? I think what's everybody on our team, I think what everybody, their goals, no matter who you are, if you're projected to be last place, first place, you want to win the Stanley cup year in and year out. And, um, that's everybody's goal going into this season. And I don't think that's any different with our team. It's, and of course not saying we're Stanley cup contenders, but we want to keep taking steps and keep improving day in and day out. And, and now we have that standard on our team. And I think that's really all you can ask for is every day. We're going to do whatever it takes to, to get there and to get there, whether it's, now this year next year five years ten years our dream is to win in ottawa and that goes top to bottom throughout our whole organization so um the fact that we have the belief and we have that commitment day in and day out i think that's really all you can ask for And, and other when it comes to the pressure um from the outside i think it's just the answers kind of don't really listen to it and and um of course everybody's got their opinions but really the only opinions that matter are the guys in that locker room and the things fans don't see on a day-to-day basis. Not everybody sees the practices, the workouts, the preparation, all this, all that. And um, yeah, but now for the guys in the room, that's really all it cares about is, is doing it for each other, which we have that mindset commitment and on our team.
1: I'll, I'll be honest. I think Stanley cup is attainable. You look at obviously your brother's team last year, they didn't have any business being in the Stanley Cup finals and they were, you know, a hair away from winning the cup. You guys, if you look at your roster, it's right there. You're, you're very, very close. You look at your biggest rival down the way, Toronto Maple Leafs, they're a Stanley Cup contender every single year and they flake out. I feel like you should want those expectations. Like it's good. They've failed. I feel like you look at your roster You're you're right there with those guys. It's, it's pretty impressive. All right, Tim, you got a couple more?
2: Yeah, we just have some rapid fire questions here to, to wind it down. So the first one's a fill in the blank. Shabbat is a top blank defenseman in the NHL. Top. Oh sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. sorry. I, sorry. It's it's, it's just it's for Brady. Yeah.
2: Um top last 10. time we Yeah, last time we had you on, I asked you who you liked who you think was better, Matthews and McDavid. You said Matthews. Would you change your answer now? Uh I mean they're just both special. Yeah it's Depends on what you're looking for. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, you got to go with McDavid because it's just what he does. What's the best restaurant on the road? Oh boy. Uh, Carbone
0: or Neustarat?
1: What's in either one, one of those?
0: Carbone's in Vegas and then Neustarat's in New York. What kind of food is Neustarat? It's like have you, seen, you know the Salt Bay guy like the steak the mm-hmm. the guy that does the salt, that it's yeah. his restaurant
1: oh it it's is all over. yeah okay it's Did all you over get the gold crusted flake steak a little
0: out of the price, that's a lot of the price range here we're we're, we're good with that
1: uh, hold on let me pull thing. up cap friendly eight point two zero five Brady I feel like we're I, I don't up. I don't know if I'll be comfortable with the uh, the gold
0: steak coming to the plate I'd rather just take the normal one.
1: What do you order? You get a, a prime rib, a T-bone, a filet. What's your order? They have like,
0: they're not like those steak. It's like hard to explain. They got like this steak and it's probably not the healthiest thing, but like steak with this butter. They're like this butter is this, kind of melts and they just throw it in there. You flip it. Uh, they got this like steak spaghetti. Uh, I think they, they do have a Tomahawk that we, we have uh, the group of us usually go, but uh, yeah, that place is awesome
1: wine or beer with it uh wine sides for the table a fry asparagus
0: and like another veggie egg brussels sprouts or something like that
1: does someone order i've been on teams where one guy just orders for everybody marty turco in chicago he'll be like i got this orders everything for everybody like we're his children Mm -hmm. does somebody order all the sides or does does it just kind of go around
0: yeah um To be honest with you, I think I control the appetizers, and it's more of a collective for the sides.
1: Okay.
0: Like, do the base potatoes or potato-based veggies or Mm -hmm. two veggies, and and if guys want to throw in, like, a cream corn or something like that, throw that in if they have it at that place. But, uh, yeah, I feel like with the chaos of, like, appetizers, I just like to do the The appetizer right away, get them out, and then that sets the pace for
1: dinner. You got to have that guy, Tim take control it, like you said it's chaos where it's just like who's ordering is the waitress or waiter here what's going right away you sit down you get a couple scallops you get a couple this couple shrimps couple whatever and then you got food and everybody's happy sorry yep. tim i hijacked your stuff go ahead <laughs>
2: uh this is a tough one who's the most underrated player in the league
1: not on your team
2: okay i was just about to go there
1: uh um... yeah that's just too easy <laughs> i mean
0: there's I there's nobody other than I can only really think of on our team as Jake Sanderson. I had to break the rule there. Jake Sanderson is the That's most underrated player. I know I'm sorry. Such I, a I, soft I, answer. I, I took the easy route on this one. Really?
1: I thought uh, you were yes. gonna say your brother. <laughs> <laughs> like these yeah. guys. Um you gotta well, make why a lot- is Jake Sanderson underrated? I uh, why? Because I think what uh
0: Tim was saying with you know, Timmy getting ninety points is so underrated and not really talked about. I think. Sandy's first pro season of what he's what he did for our team and how he just made our team right from game one how much he made our team better and uh coming out of college and and just the impact he had the minutes he played and I just couldn't believe he wasn't even in the run for Calder because I was like this guy is most one of the most important players on our team and just how it go how it went unnoticed and his speed, his hockey sense, but his work ethic is second and none. I haven't seen a uh, guy work like he did uh, throughout the years. It, uh, it was quite impressive in the shape he's in. and But just the speed, It's it's. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for us this year because he's going to be a, an awesome player for
1: us. 32 points he had. That's not bad. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, 21-year-old kid. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Jake Sanders. No.
2: Yeah. Next question. You got to make a line with yourself on it. Any any two players in the league, ideally, but not teammates again.
1: Um,
0: I love to play with my brother. I think that was oh, me. Oh my one. gosh! I know. I know.
1: So bad. um, and your dad. Oh! Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna. He said players in the league now, so okay. I'm gonna go Robbie Thomas, QB oh. centerman,
2: St. Louis boy. Nice. Okay. Okay. A couple more. Who's the hardest defenseman to play against?
0: Uh, that's a tough one. Um,
1: Jake Sanderson, <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he would be, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, that's a tough one. Um, guys like Hedman, have a tough time, you know, got tall guys, uh, with speed. They're always tough to play against. Uh, so I'd probably go with
1: him. Who's the easiest. Who do you see? And you're like, I'm going to his side. <laughs> I'm trying to,
0: uh, well, it's not the easiest, but I know I'm like, all right, if I get him in the right spot is uh, Quinn Hughes, but I know he could skate right by me, but I'm like, if I just have a chance just to get a lick on you, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely putting it in his corner.
1: Tim's got a man crush on all the Hughes brothers so that he doesn't like to, he literally yeah. talks about him every show. It's embarrassing. It's <laughs> yeah. good. What do you want me to say? Are you a good friend with not- the Hughes brothers? Or are you-
0: yeah. Quinn was my roommate at the U S program. So I'm very tight with him. So, That's uh, so yeah, so that he's uh, he's probably the guy I'd put it in because I know he would be dying laughing in the corner when it happened.
1: What do you what do you make of New Jersey? I heard they're trying to get him from Vancouver.
0: Yeah, I mean that'd be pretty
1: pretty too cool. To have.
0: yeah, that'd be pretty cool to have the brothers together. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's happening. It's uh, uh, maybe down the road they'll all be together.
2: They make too much money. These kids. All right, sorry, Tim. <laughs> last question. Last r- last question from me. We well, have hold a-
1: on. That's the, um, who's your dream fight? If you want, if one guy in the league who you want to just drop the mitts with, who is it? Is it Radko Gudis?
0: No, no, I don't know because I don't really like. I don't want it to get out. Like, oh, you know, it's we'll, that,
1: we'll talk I, after. It's got the
0: expectation to be like, oh, these yeah. guys are going to be fighting because I don't know what even the situation is, but.
1: We I had Reeves, we had Reeves and Lucchese on in back-to-back shows, and I just I didn't want to do that. Like, are you guys yeah. going to finally fight this year? So, yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But there's some guys who you would like to fight. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely on the list. Mine was always Phil Kessel. He would never drop the gloves. <laughs> He's yeah. a coward, absolute coward. <laughs> All right, what was your most memorable fight ever? You got the truble one this year. Which one do you look back on? and go pretty badass.
0: Yeah, that one was probably in a in a league of its own for sure. Um the movie? It's a great good movie. But uh uh no that one was definitely up there. That was that was number one. I'm trying to think of for not comparing that one. Um I don't even know. They're they're kinda all just all right. yeah, I don't know. I, definitely the Trubal one is okay. number one.
1: It's hard to beat that one, Tim. Center ice, no. MSG. All right, Tim. Sorry, your last one. He's so pissed I, oh, I took his thing.
2: Just trying to keep up with you. Uh, last question. We do have a lot of young kids that listen, a lot of young hockey players. What advice do you give to kids that want to grow their game and be a better player?
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I've, this definitely a core for my brother and myself and even my sister is be the hardest worker and be a good teammate. Those are the two things that, Pretty much all you can do is, or the only things you can control are being the hardest worker and being a good teammate and being there for uh, the person next to you. And, and uh, I think if you focus on that and, and try to perfect that, then you'll be successful no matter what you do.
2: Love it.
1: Get that tattooed on your back, Tim. Inspirational. Mm-hmm. I got one more. Who, who gave you the best wedding gift out of all the guys? You had some pretty heavy hitters in your wedding party. I'm yeah. Not gonna name who was there, but who was the most generous?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of generous guys. Um,
1: Cause they can't give you money.
0: Yeah, um, I gotta think. Cause I was uh, your wife. Guess we went through it. Yeah,
2: um, like a blender. Know.
0: Oh, yeah, just like kind of engraved bottles of wine. They're those are pretty, pretty cool for decor and be able to kind of put it in the cellar and kind of show it off so there was definitely thoughtful and um yeah i don't i don't want to give that person too much credit because i already gave him too much credit on the show
1: who was it was it his brother say no nope. it? it's it was it sanderson again just a good kid unbelievable <laughs> we gotta get this guy in the show tim Holy
2: uh-huh. moly! It's too big league for us now.
1: <laughs> he's he's gonna be on chocolates. Yeah, he's not gonna
2: come on our show. Yeah.
1: That's hilarious. All right, Brady. Well, listen, man. Congrats on everything. Good luck on the start of the season. I'm gonna be watching. I'm very excited for you. Good luck, man. Go and appreciate us,
0: it. Shit. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: All right, everybody. Have a good one. Cheers.